Hello, wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli and this is today's Tech Briefing. Later in the program, I'll be speaking with Harsha Moili about his new venture capital firm that's planning to raise $200 million to invest in clean technology startups in India and Israel. That's after these headlines. Novavax said yesterday that its recombinant nanoparticle protein-based COVID-19 vaccine demonstrated 100% protection against moderate and severe disease and 90.4% efficacy overall after phase 3 trials. The study enrolled 29,960 participants across 119 sites in the US and Mexico to evaluate efficacy, safety and immunogenicity with an emphasis on recruiting a representative population of communities and demographic groups most impacted by the disease, the US drug company said in a press release yesterday. The company intends to file for regulatory authorizations in the third quarter of this year upon completion of the final phases of process qualification and assay validation needed to meet chemistry, manufacturing and controls requirements. Upon regulatory approvals, Novavax remains on track to reach manufacturing capacity of 100 million doses per month by the end of the third quarter and 150 million doses per month by the end of the fourth quarter of 2021, the company said. Drone-based delivery of medicines, things purchased online and even food could be a step closer to becoming operational in India if trials scheduled for later this month succeed. The first such trials are to take off in Karnataka, Tamil Nadu, Uttar Pradesh and Punjab Economic Times reported yesterday, citing government officials and company executives. Later this week, a consortium of companies led by global drone services provided provider Andhra Technologies will pilot deliveries of medicines in a tie-up with the Indian Institute of Technology, Ropar, an experiment with delivery of online food orders along with Swiggy in Jawara, Uttar Pradesh. Separately, teams led by Throttle Aerospace and Daksha Unmanned Systems will pilot deliveries of medicines in Gauri Bidhanur in Karnataka and Tiruvalluvar outside Chennai, respectively. The companies involved will be allowed to fly their drones up to around 20 kilometers at one go, whereas current rules permit only visual line-of-sight flights or 450 meters from the operator, according to the newspaper report. Google Workspace is now available to anyone with a Google account, the internet search giant said in a blog post yesterday. Google launched Workspace in October last to bring together all its productivity software into one integrated solution. It is now making paid Workspace features available to free Google account holders as well, creating a single integrated experience for everyone. You can enable the integrated experience in Google Workspace by turning on Google Chat, Use rooms in Google Chat as a central place to connect, create and collaborate with others. Over the next few months, Google will change rooms to become spaces and introduce a streamlined and flexible user interface focused on what might be important to users. With new features like inline topic threading, presence indicators, custom statuses, expressive reactions and a collapsible view, Spaces will integrate with your files and tasks, becoming a new home in Google Workspace for getting more done. In a separate security blog post, Google also announced that it was launching Google Workspace client-side encryption, giving customers direct control of encryption keys and the identity service they choose to access those keys. With client-side encryption, customer data is indecipherable to Google, 
while users can continue to take advantage of Google's native web-based collaboration, access content on mobile devices, and share encrypted files externally. When combined with Google's other encryption capabilities, customers can add new levels of data protection for their workspace data, the company said. Client-side encryption is especially beneficial for organizations that store sensitive or regulated data like intellectual property, healthcare records, or financial data. Microsoft has edited a support document to explain that support for Windows 10 Home and Pro editions ends on October 14, 2025, tech news portal Ferrot reported on June 13th. This is the first time Microsoft has ever described the end of support for Windows 10. Previously, it documented only when specific Windows 10 versions would leave support, according to Thorot. The support document now notes that Windows 10 Home and Pro entered support on July 29, 2015, and that will exit support on October 14, 2025. That time frame matches up exactly to the 10-year support lifecycle that Microsoft maintained for previous Windows versions, Thorot points out. Amazon's Luna game service, which allows you to play directly off the cloud, will, uh, will be available free for Prime users in the US on June 21st and 22nd, the company says on its website. For a limited time, Prime members can access games on Amazon Luna without requesting an invite for early access, the company says. Amazon launched Luna in September last as a cloud gaming service that lets you play games on compatible Fire TV, Windows, PC and Mac devices as well as through web apps on iPhones, iPads, and some Android devices. If you are outside the US, however, and visit the Amazon Luna landing page, requesting early access will get you a message that says Luna is not currently available outside continental US or for teen or business accounts. Apple is working on new watch models that could include sensors to track body temperature and blood sugar levels, Bloomberg reported yesterday, citing people familiar with the company's plans. Apple is planning to refresh its watch line this year with a model likely dubbed the Apple Watch Series 7 by adding a faster processor, improved wireless connectivity, and an updated screen. Next year, the company plans to update the main Apple Watch alongside a successor for the lower-end Apple Watch SE and a new version targeting extreme sports athletes, according to the report. Apple had previously aimed to put a body temperature sensor in this year's model, but that is now more likely to be included in the 2022 update, the blood sugar sensor which would help diabetics monitor their glucose levels is unlikely to be ready for commercial launch for several more years, according to the Bloomberg report. Glance, a provider of lock screen content and a video app, is acquiring e-commerce company Shop101. The acquisition will provide Glance and Roposo, the video app, end-to-end capability for launching celebrity and influencer-led live commerce. As the company looks to transform mobile shopping experience for consumers globally. With Shop 101, Glance and Reposo will have access to a market-leading e-commerce technology platform, a comprehensive supply chain infrastructure, and the talent base required to build the celebrity and influencer-driven commerce platform, the company said in a press release yesterday. This will also immensely benefit Shop 101 suppliers who can reach Glance's 125 million daily active users to grow their businesses. Harsha Moili is the entrepreneur son of Virappa Moili, former chief minister of the state of Karnataka. Harsha is known for his efforts at bringing financial access to small farmers through Moksha Yog Access, a microfinance company he started about 15 years ago and operated for several years. 
He pivoted to dairy and attempted to bring cold treatment technologies from South Africa to dairy farming in Karnataka, but eventually exited the business. He has now started a new venture capital company with three other general partners to raise $200 million as the firm's first fund that will focus on clean technology ventures in India and Israel. Here's more on his plans. Uh, Harsha, uh, thank you uh, for making time for this chat. Welcome to this podcast. My pleasure. Your your uh, work at uh, Moksha Yoga Access uh, is well known, the rural microfinance company that you started. Right. Maybe we could start with a bit of an update on that front uh, and then move on to uh, your uh, newer initiatives. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, so, uh, you know, I, I came back in, from London in 2005 to start up Moksha Yoga Access. Uh, we started off as a microfinance company uh, in North Karnataka. Uh, uh, so we ran that for four years. Uh, we we had a sizable portfolio of about five million uh, compared comparatively because you're looking at North Karnataka, which is a very you know uh, less un- underserved part of uh, uh, the state in terms of microfinance. So so we are the first entrant in North Karnataka. Then we pivoted into dairy uh, because uh, microfinance at the end of the day, uh, having worked there for four years. We felt that, uh, you know, uh, because, you know, we started off with the mission of helping the poor. Uh, and our, our model was microfinance linked to livelihoods. So so what we saw is, uh, uh, you know, microfinance companies usually charge a very high interest rate, uh, anywhere between 18 to 24%. So, so I wasn't sure if this is, was really going to help the poor uh, in terms of increasing their incomes. So, so we pivoted into dairy, uh, which is income generation. So uh, we looked at all across Karnataka and we focused on southern part of the state, which is Kolar, Tumkur, Mandya. And uh, we launched uh, our dairy, we, we fully pivoted into dairy in uh, 2009. And uh, we, we, we uh, I think in, in, in both, uh, in three districts of Kolar, Mandya and Tumkur, uh, together, we collected. We used to collect 120,000 liters, which one lakh twenty thousand liters of milk per day, uh, and uh, serving about fifteen thousand dairy farmers. Uh, so that was uh, one of the most satisfying things that I've done. Uh, so uh, you know, really actual income generation for the poor. Uh, and what uh, I think an important part of our dairy model was really how do we increase the yield per cow. Uh, you know, most most uh, cows in India, especially in southern southern part of India, uh, usually give about two liters per day uh, of milk. So we we work with the cattle feed providers, uh, which make nutritious uh, cattle feed. Uh, and and uh, within three months, you could see most of our dairy farmers uh, their their milk yield go up from two liters to anywhere between four liters per day to even eight liters a day. So, so there's a good uh, income generation uh, that we did uh, through the dairy model. Uh, and, and we also looked at how do we uh, deploy technology in, in dairy uh, to ensure you know, uh, better nutritious milk. Uh, uh, so we looked at, uh, because currently what's happened in dairy is, is you heat the milk, uh, you, know, you pasteurize the milk or you, you actually treat the milk. Uh, but, but then, uh, 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 it also it not only kills the bacteria in the milk, but it also kills the nutrition nutrient, nutrient in the milk. So we looked at uh, technology in South Africa, which looks at uh, cold treatment of the milk. Uh, so, so it uses UV light to process the milk. 
So what it does is it, it not only kills the bacteria in the milk, but it also ensures that the nutrients in the milk remains. Um, in fact, uh, what it also does is it converts the cholesterol in the milk into vitamin D. So, so we looked at uh, those initiatives, uh, but getting it into India was quite a bureaucratic uh, hassle. Uh, uh, so, so, and then uh, we, yeah, it, it was a good run from 2009 to 2013. Hmm. And you, you, do you now have a, a new venture capital company that you have started? Uh, yes. I've read some news about uh, uh, you know, you start looking to raise a new fund. Correct. Uh, Correct. What what is the new venture capital company called? Yeah, so the company is called Nature Fix Climate Ventures. Uh, Nature Fix is actually a, a good book written by this uh, a lady who talks about you know how nature uh, plays a big part in in, in people's health and in, in making people more creative, uh, making people more healthier. It, it, it's something must very fascinating. So I, I just thought, you know, that's a name that I can, you know, use for this company. So we've also got the uh, name also registered. Uh, we also have the LLP registered too. So Nature Fix Climate uh, Ventures is the name for LLP, but for short, we're calling it NFC Ventures. Hmm. And uh, and you're looking to raise uh, two hundred million dollars. Uh, is that correct? Correct. That's correct. So our our, our target is two hundred million. Uh, but obviously, we'll have a couple of closes. We'll have uh, the first close at, say, about 75 million, and then uh, a final close at around 200 million. Uh, 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 we have four to five anchor investors who have shown us, uh, in principle, uh, interest in, in investing this 50 to 95 million. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, we'll need to work hard towards raising the balance 125 million. Uh, uh, although you know, two hundred million is a is, is a large fund, knowing that it's our first fund, uh, I think it's still a drop in the ocean if you look at the market opportunity for climate tech in India. I mean, you're talking about three point one trillion market opportunity in uh, in climate tech uh, by 2030. Uh, but but uh, I don't see visibility in anywhere in terms of you know where this three point one trillion going to come from. So, so we said, let's aim high uh, because there is capital out there for climate tech uh, and especially uh, abroad in, in, uh, you know, uh, in, in markets like uh, the US, Europe, Israel. Uh, I don't see that much in India uh, because uh, you know, climate tech is a market that is yet to evolve, but, but uh, 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 markets like the US, Israel and Europe uh, have, you know, do have a lot of capital that they can deploy towards climate tech. So we, we, our plan is uh, hopefully when the travel restrictions open up, uh, uh, go and meet these uh, uh, limited partners uh, and, and uh, you know, pitch this uh, to uh, most of them. So we're looking at uh, a combination of high net worth individuals, uh, endowment funds of universities, uh, hedge funds, fund of funds, uh, and, and yeah, a mixture of these that we're going to raise uh, our, our funding from. Hmm. Uh, what are the what are some of the specific areas that you have identified uh, within uh, clean technology that you would like to invest in? Yeah. So uh, you know, uh, basically, climate change is all about greenhouse gas emissions. But then, uh, greenhouse gas emissions has six different uh, you know uh, areas. Uh, 
uh, which which contributes to uh, you know a warmer planet. So we said instead of focusing on all six, let's just focus on carbon dioxide emissions, which is CO two emissions and methane emissions. Uh, uh, so when you're talking about carbon dioxide emissions, you're talking about fossil fuel combustion, uh, cement production, forest clearing. Uh, fossil fuel combustion is is basically your uh, non electric cars. Uh, then you have methane. Uh, so methane includes landfills. Then you have your production and distribution of your gas, oil and gas. Uh, then you have uh, methane coming from fermentation from the digestive system of livestock. Then you have rice cultivation is the biggest one of the biggest contributors of methane. Uh, uh, and and in fact, uh, you know, methane is eighty four times more potent than carbon dioxide. So so we're looking at these two specific greenhouse gas emissions uh, and uh, we said let's get much more focused uh, within these two uh, emissions so our focus uh, will be uh, four four verticals that is what we're going to focus on so the first one is green buildings so when i say green buildings is, is about using materials and facade which which uh, which uh, doesn't uh, emit too much of CO2 emissions because currently, if you look at buildings, most of them use concrete, uh, uh, steel, glass, uh, and these are, you know, production of cement, production of steel, you know, emits a lot of uh, CO2 emissions. So we're looking at uh, materials which will ensure, you know, which could be a replacement or, or at least an alternative to these materials. To give you an example, uh, you have uh, there's a company called Dubu in the U.S., uh, which makes these uh, glass facades for buildings, and it ensures that the solar radiation, uh, you know, uh, is reduced, uh, uh, you know, when it comes into the building. Uh, it also ensures that the building remains cool. Uh, so, so your dependence on, uh, you know, air conditioners is much much lower. So your energy use is much, much lower. So, so these are the kind of things that we're looking for when you say green building. It'll also include, uh, you know, smart property technology, water efficient systems, waste management. So this is the one vertical that we're going to look on. Uh, the second one we're looking, is looking at is energy storage. Uh, I'm not a believer that solar, hydro and wind is clean energy. I'm sure they are renewable energy, but I don't think they're clean energy because if you look at the fossil, uh, the supply chain of uh, making solar panels or making wind turbines, there's a lot of fossil fuel built into it. So, and again, uh, uh, you know, most of these solar panels and and uh, 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 wind turbines have a 25 year life cycle. Uh, so after 25 years, they're left in landfills. So, 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 but, but then, you know, we have to live with solar and wind because that's a mandate that uh, uh, the government has, and also I, I guess even the Paris uh, Accord has. So, so how do we, uh, you know, sun is not available twenty-four by seven, wind is not available twenty-four by seven. So obviously, solar and wind energy need storage solutions. So we're looking at uh, investing in companies which which come up with uh, energy storage solutions. Um, uh, uh, longer duration and 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 uh, less, uh, uh, you know, uh, capital capital intensive. The third vertical that we're looking at is uh, sustainable agriculture. Uh, so within sustainable agriculture, we're looking at precision farming, which includes uh, using artificial intelligence, uh, uh, sensors, uh, robotics, and all of that. Uh, we're also looking at plant-based food inputs and cellular meat. 
and and new farming methods uh looking at vertical farming because uh, we believe that you need the earth needs more forest land and less farmland so so how do we increase the yield per acre uh, uh and all of that another area is, is looking at uh, uh flood and drought resistant seeds uh, uh, uh you know uh, so so that that's sustainable agriculture vertical for you and the final uh uh, uh, vertical that we're looking at is alternative energy, and uh, when I say alternative energy, uh, we one is we're looking at green hydrogen. Uh, we believe it's the cleanest form of energy uh, fuel that's out there, uh, and it could be used to replace fossil fuels in planes, trains, trucks, factories, and even in home heating. Uh, and 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 within hydrogen, uh, you know, how do you produce these green hydrogen? Uh, one way is, is, is looking at uh, carbon capture as a technology. Uh, uh, carbon capture is, is, is about, you know, uh, ensuring that uh, CO2 emissions don't go above the Earth's surface. Uh, so, so you capture the carbon, you know, and, and, and push it back into the Earth's surface. And, and, and you have a technology, again, there many, carbon capture is actually a very old technology. Uh, but but then you know it it's been very capital intensive. But off late there are new technologies that are coming in which are much more capital, much uh, you know uh, asset light. So so it, it it what what it does is captures the carbon and ensures that it uh, goes below the Earth's surface, and you can actually then convert this carbon into uh, syngas, which could be. Uh, replacement for your petrol, your diesel, and all, and it can also make your green hydrogen. So that's another area that we're looking at. Uh, uh, so that's one part of alternative energy. Uh, the second part of alternative energy is nuclear power. Nuclear power, I know, it sounds very you know explosive and, and controversial because of you know the past history behind nuclear power. But then uh, Bill Gates has championed a, 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 a new technology called a traveling wave reactor, which, which is smaller units of nuclear power, uh, which uses depleted uranium, not, not explosive uranium. In fact, he talks about, you know, uh, it's so safe that he's willing to move his family right next to a nuclear plant. So, so that, that's how safe this is. So uh, these are the four verticals uh, that we're going to focus on. But but uh, I think one key thing here is I want to point point out is not all of this is currently available in India. I think in India, you know, uh, most of uh, the technology is is probably in energy storage and sustainable agriculture. I don't see too many companies working on green buildings or alternative fuel. So that's the reason our VC fund will will be a Indo-Israel corridor uh, where. Where we'll, uh, you know, deploy almost seventy percent of our capital into uh, on Indian entrepreneurs and about thirty percent into Israeli entrepreneurs, and a key part of our strategy is 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 uh, technology transfer into India. So so if there are any companies which are making these, uh, uh, you know, materials for green buildings, uh, we would look at bringing that technology into India and then identifying entrepreneurs who want to take it forward. And same thing with hydrogen too. Uh, looking at companies which which are into carbon capture and then bringing that technology into India and and then uh, you know uh, help them run the company. So this is our investment focus, uh, Hari. Uh, green buildings is one, energy storage is one, uh, sustainable agriculture, and then finally alternative energy. Hmm. 
any early investments that you have already identified or uh, what is roughly the uh, timetable that you're looking at to start investing in companies yeah a uh, good question uh, so so what we're looking at is you know uh, even before we actually start uh, raising the funds uh, uh, we would like to make one or two investments uh, 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 not through the fund, but but pure through uh, individually, just to sort of showcase to our uh, potential uh, LPs that these are the kind of companies that we're going to invest. So we've identified uh, a, one company in which is into energy storage uh, uh, and and also into charge uh, electric charging charging stations. Uh, uh, so so that's one company. There's another company that we're evaluating. Uh, so. Uh, this is the initial two, but then there's a there's a sizable pipeline that have uh, that have uh, coming up almost every day. Uh, I think that that um, I, I blame Puri for this, I guess, uh, uh, because the press coverage suddenly we've got these flood of emails, uh, uh, you know, proposing uh, you know uh, business plans and opportunities. So we are evaluating them, but finally at the end of the day. We, we plan to invest about 15 to 20 in, in 15 to 20 entrepreneurs or companies. Uh, so uh, uh, we, like I said, our final closure will be ca uh, December of this calendar year. But if we can do our first close by, by August, we'll probably start deploying our capital from September onwards. Okay, brilliant. Uh, this, is, this is quite insightful. Thank you again uh, for making time for this uh, interview. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That was Harsha Moili. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts on ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakali. Thank you for listening.